Hey everyone, Ginger here. Welcome back to Moral Support for episode eight. We have some breaking news for you. Tell us. Here's the news. We don't want to hurt your feelings, but the truth is you can't be anything you want to be. That's painful. I know. We're not trying to be mean or hurt your feelings, but tune in and find out what we're talking about as we launch this episode of Moral. Do it. Let's go indeed. Okay, so we opened up with this shocking headline that you can't be anything you want to be. Do you think anybody's still listening? Of course, absolutely. I think that innately we sort of understand that. It's something we love to um, aspire to because that's kind of the concept of the underdog and the American the, dream. The American dream. Just, yes. you know, be anything you be. Be all that you could be. In the army. Oh, but, yeah, that actually is be all that you can be. That's true. That's what we're trying to get at. But this whole idea that I could. So go to usarmy.com. <laughs> no. Oh, that's not what this is no. about, is it? <laughs> we're in the army of the Lord. Um, you remember that song in Sunday school? Uh, in the Lord's army. Yes, yes. yes. And they had a little, little movement. Yeah. And there was one word in there that. Shoot um, the artillery. Uh, no, it was right in the. Cavalry. Cavalry. Shoot the artillery. I always thought it was cal- Calvary. Oh, yeah. People still mix up those words. Mass preachers will mix that up. Our church name is Calvary, and we get that all Calvary. the time. It's like, it's we are Calvary. not on horses. <laughs> not yet. Anyway, back to the army and whatever it is we're talking about. Okay, so can't be anything you want to be. Goes back to that premise that we were talking about. The movies, the uh, the books, the legends of that one in a million odds of that person becoming something amazing. But the truth is, is that we cannot be anything we want to be, but we can be the best of what we already are. Yes. So we want to share with you a concept about um, strengths finders. It's a book, but it's also a principle that we believe is in God's word. It, maybe it goes back a little bit to personality, but the idea is that. Yeah, it's giftings. Accepting it's strength. who it's- you are and valuing and leveraging the giftings of those people. Yeah, and not grieving your, your weaknesses. Exactly. Where you're always trying to pursue um, what you're not good at. We talked about this. Um, students, with when they go to school. Yes. They, go ahead, this, break that um, down. Especially we, since you were a Ginger and teacher. I both actually <laughs> took this test um, I in my master's program for leadership in 2017. is where I discovered this. And I took the test and find out found out what all my... Um, Strengths were, uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but this book, the kind of opening concept was 77% of American parents or families believe that if a student brings home a low grade on a report card, then that's what should be invested in. And this uh, concept totally contradicts that. It says you should not worry about compensating and building up and getting a tutor for your weaknesses. Right. That you should find out what you're already naturally excelling at and build on that. So and if you come in with like a D in math. Right. Were you good at math? Yes. You were good. I'm very good at math. I am not good at um, English, the grammar ones. Really? Yeah. Well, the idea is if a person comes home with a low grade in math and they're struggling, of course, you don't want them to fail. You right. want to get that up to right. par. But if they're like really gifted in, say, history 
or story writing or English, mm-hmm. or maybe they're great at science. You don't want to send them to summer math camp. You want to send them to whatever they're really good at. Maybe it's art camp. Maybe it's finding them a mentor, somebody who's able to build on what they're already excelling at. Or the extreme would be a parent that says, stop wasting your time doing art or storytelling or whatever. You have math to work on. Now, granted, there's also a happy medium in there. Now, if there's kids listening to this and they're saying that Sharon Ginger told us we didn't have to do our math homework. (laughs) You're gonna, right. You just go their, their favorite person. That's right. You know, our kids are not. Well, you still have Sophia. But yes, yeah. I do have a soon to be seventh grader. I can't believe it. But so the idea that we're um, trying to stumble into here is that <laughs> um, it's kind of a relieving concept to understand that you can compensate for your weaknesses and you can uh, get complementary relationships for your weaknesses. Yes. But your main focus should be building because you're starting at an advantage. And how do we know what that advantage is? And I think that's something that we need to talk about before we go any further is you, the person who's listening to us right now has an innate God given talent. Now it may be undeveloped. It may be even unrecognized, but there's something in you that comes naturally to you. Right. That gives you fulfillment. And don't think of it as being able to play the piano, sing, to draw. Those are not the kind of talents we're talking to. I'm not saying they're not talents, but these things are more abstract and things we wouldn't think of. Yes. Like problem solving or making people laugh. What's some other ones? Um, Um, Like doing puzzles, that kind of detailed, strategic, um, spatial thinking. And then there's one that um, maybe you're a great storyteller. Maybe you're very competitive. Maybe you're a noticer. You notice who's being included, who's not. Maybe you're super sensitive to other people's feelings. You don't think of those things as talents. Or did you mention detail oriented? You probably did maybe, say that. But yeah. I mean, exactly. Because we've talked about that, how that's somebody that you grasp to pull into your life that will find all the details or not just the big picture person, but somebody who'll come and that, in. And that's a strength that. for them. And it's a weakness for me. Right. Therefore I need them. So the statement also in the book was that I agree with wholeheartedly is that you don't need to be a well-rounded person. You need a well-rounded team. I love that. But I think that's something that we have taught maybe against. I've heard many times be a well-rounded person. Yeah. Like be a jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> right. His premise is don't be a jack of all trades. Be a master of some. Be a master of what God has given you to excel at. One of the examples in the book talks about Michael Jordan. And it talks about, I mean, everybody knows. I mean, in this generation, you know who he's the goat. I mean, Michael Jordan. And let's just mention he's from the Chicago Bulls. Okay. Anyway, yes. You know what? I want to pause right here and give... Um, acronym, description, explanation. To goat. To goat. Yes. Because someone called me the goat one time (laughs) before I knew what it meant. And there are so many acronyms and colloquialisms and things these days that I don't even know Gen Z vocabulary. Oh my word, I feel so lost. And I just decided it's okay to be not the dumbest person in the room, but to ask the questions and say, what are you talking about? What's a goat? Okay. What does that mean? It is the greatest of all time. Yeah. I remember the first time I heard somebody call a musician, another musician, a beast. Yeah. I was so offended for them. Yeah. Like, that was sick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I get it all now. And I, you know, it's, it's just a, I'm probably a generational thing, but I do get it now. And so I just wanted to make sure that the listener didn't feel Offended for Michael Discluded Jordan or whatever <laughs> disenfranchised by not knowing what goat meant. So go ahead. Okay. So the example, and this is 
completely paraphrased. Um, but Michael Jordan, everybody knows that he was exceptional. He was amazing. He was outstanding. I mean, he was at the top. Um, in my opinion, there's nobody better. I'm sure there are people who would fight me on that, but he, as a basketball, player. as a basketball, but can we player, all agree that he had an innate ability inborn that had him starting out at an advantage more than me or you definitely definitely more than me you started out at an advantage and that's what we're talking about by an innate yes you kind of have a preset set of skills right not yet developed not yet invested in now if he hadn't done the work absolutely he would never have been the goat his work ethic was impeccable i mean it was it was beyond but and he was willing to rise above failures i mean if you go read his story or or you know find out about the different things that he went through in high school and college Mm -hmm. and all these things but he could not have necessarily been that well we know he wasn't in baseball because he tried baseball and he didn't become that same um, level of expertise and stardom, you know, that iconic figure in sports. He was still Michael Jordan known for being amazing in basketball, but playing baseball and then failing. Right. But then I want to pull out and say, but Michael Jordan couldn't win all of those championships without his team. Right. In spite of the fact that he was the star leader, he was the guy that ever, I mean, he had to have, I'm really pulling my basketball expertise out here, but <laughs> he had to have Scottie Pippen and he had to have the other players that could come in. Somebody had to pass him the ball. hundred percent. Somebody had to give him a break so he could sit on the bench for uh, the 30 seconds that and he, he set. <laughs> probably was a really good team player. He drove people. He was a challenger. So he his really, giftings were probably, or his exactly. talents were probably competitive uh, motivator or activator or something like that. The whole point is, even though you are so excellent, you have to have people who are excellent in other areas to build a big team, to have a, a, um, championship team, so to speak. I mean, we're not just talking about sports. We're talking about on the job in the family. I mean, in the church. Yes. And what, what, the source, the resource that we're talking about is a book called Strengths Finder. And it, there's um, one called Living Your Strengths, which is a Christian, uh, application to it. And then there's leading with your strengths, all these different things, but what the test will give you, and you do have to pay a fee to take the test. And uh, when you buy the book though, they give you a code to take the test for free. I think you should read the book because I, I feel agree. like the, the book, when I did the small group with this in 20, you told me about this in 2017 and I pulled a small group in together and I told them, do not open your packet in the back where it shows the code because it has to be revealed in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to go through this book and talk about this before we actually get to, and then we'll all take the test and we'll come back and revisit it. That's good. That's so I really think that the book you, is valid. It, you really just want to tune into what your strengths are once you get the results mm-hmm. and you don't get the overall concept or appreciation for the other gifts. But here's the thing. When you take the test, it's going to give you your top five, what they call themes. And I just want to cover this. I'm actually reading this. I don't get it wrong. And it says the chance that another person, has the same group of strengths in their top five as you is roughly one in 275,000. Wow. So that is unbelievably uh, unique. And the same, if someone has the same top five as you, the odds that they're going to be in the same order as you is one in 33.4 million. Now, how crazy that our top five were the exact same and in the same order. Hey, we're one in 33 million. That's not true. I don't think we would be as good friends, actually. We do have two in the same, in the top five, uh, which is incredible. But just because it's a natural gifting to you, 
does not mean that it's been developed into a strength. This book differentiates the difference between a talent and a strength as adding to your basic talent, some knowledge and skills. Yeah. Because I can have knowledge about surgery. I can even have skills about surgery. But if I pour all of my energy into talents and skill, I mean, knowledge and skills about surgery, but I have no natural talent. I don't want you to be my surgeon. You don't. No, (laughs) you will die. But uh, say, well, okay, let's, I had two surgeries, two C-sections. One was by a woman who was very precise and literally the scar was unnoticeable. You could not see it. My second one, I lived somewhere else and he had been a doctor in the army. Okay. and, and came back out. to the army. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and that one was a, just a whole other experience. It didn't make him a bad doctor. It just was, the precision was different. Yeah. I mean, he was, so, he was sewing up a sh- soldier. <laughs> right. All the strength level was different based on the talent, skills, and knowledge applied to it. But even them, him being rough and not as smooth as the other girl was still better than someone like me. Yes. With none of that innate um, ability. Could I struggle and scrape and be a mediocre surgeon? Maybe after a hundred years and lots of hard work, but it would still never measure up to somebody who already had that type of thinking. So let's think about this too. Most people who are reasonable people, you would, I'm not talking about people who just look at other people and want to be who they are. I'm talking about when you are pretty understanding of how life is and who be, who you are as a person you would not even aspire towards something that you'd probably didn't have some sort of, like you wouldn't even want to be a surgeon necessarily if you, or you would only get so far because it's not in you to, I mean, did you ever desire to be a surgeon? No, but I think some people are pressured into things by expectations, maybe a family or the culture that they're raised in. That's pretty good. And they could be totally trapped even in ministry. Maybe my, I'm a preacher, so I feel like my child should naturally be called to preach. And it's getting touchy right here. Mm, feel it. Or, you know, the president of a company, let's go back to being secular. You want a hand, you've seen the movies or the stories. I think that's actually called nepotism, but we don't, oh, well, I, was, I, mean, yeah. I think, I think there's a whole other topic. Or, that. or families that want to hand out their business to somebody else, mm-hmm. but you know, they're the farmer and they want someone to take over the farm, but the kid is you know, an artist that doesn't want to do those things. It's kind of like even Abraham Lincoln, I don't know if you've read his biography, but he was totally out of line with his um, father's desire for him to do certain more manual labor things. But he was a thinker. He was a reader. He had other aspirations. And I'm sure in some ways he was a disappointment, but his natural Can you imagine Abraham Lincoln being a disappointment to his parents? But I mean, he wasn't called to be a farmer. Mm -hmm. And thankfully he was able to follow those passions and innate God-given talents and build on that to where it can become obviously a strength and and make a difference. That's true. Impositions based off of teachers or expectations, external factors. Sometimes it's blatantly obvious when someone is put in the wrong. A square peg in a round hole. Thank you. And and we do it in churches. Oh, we do. Because people want to serve and they want to. um, And they're willing. And they're willing. And we want to put people to work. But I think the church could be more strategic and more mindful about helping people recognize what their natural talents are. What are they good at at their job? Right. There's a survey in the book called living your strengths. It's based on the same research that said 53% of congregants were asked, do you feel that you're able to 
something like this, able to exercise what you're good at. Says, um, you got it there? Yeah. Oh, perfect. A recent national study by Gallup uncovered the roots of this problem. It revealed that most people, 53%, do not strongly agree with the statement. In my congregation, I regularly have the opportunity to do what I do best. Wow. And they say, clearly, too many individuals' talents and strengths are going unrecognized and unappreciated. Now, this is the one for the churches which we know because of who we are and what we do and what we believe. And all of our principles are based scripturally, you know, biblically principled that Paul talks about the body of Christ. It's just that simple. Yes. I mean, there's the hand, there's the foot, there's the ear, there's the the heart, the eyes. And giftings that are given to people, administration, mm-hmm. to be an encourager, to be a teacher, all these different God-given abilities. It's our responsibility to acknowledge them. And sometimes I think we've even taught maybe that it's prideful to acknowledge that you're good at something, not because I want self glory or I want to be better than you, but more as a responsibility. Yeah. Oh, I tell people all the time, God has planted a seed in you and he expects a return on that investment. Yes. What have you done with it? Have you watered it? Have you cultivated it? First of all, you have to acknowledge it before you can. And that's not pride. Grow it. Right. It's responsibility to leverage it for the kingdom and even to provide for your family, of course, but you're good at something on purpose and God didn't do that on accident. And just because you're not what somebody else is, that's okay. And it's not supposed to be that way. And let me just say, if you're out there and you're listening right now, and at any point in the last, I don't know, few minutes, you've thought, well, I'm not good at anything. I just want to tell you that is false because God did not create anybody, nobody born on this earth it is, is just, there's nothing that they're good at. Everybody has strengths. And so you have strengths. So if that's flashing through your brain, I, first of all, we want to encourage you. We rebuke you. That's right. (laughs) I was going to say that. (laughs) But I, I mean, go get this book. It's not that expensive. You can do it on Kindle and, and, you know, just download it right away. Just to kind of dispel or to help you understand what we're talking about. Some of these things, are not what you would innately think of as a talent or a strength, but there's five categories. I mean, four categories, executing, influencing, relationship building, and strategic thinking under executing. Now you may not think of this as a talent, but if you're an achiever, you're an arranger, strong belief, consistency, deliberative, uh, did I say that right? Deliberative. Yeah. Deliberative discipline, focus, responsibility, and restorative. Those are all talents. Yeah. And then the next category, influencing, are you an activator? Do you have the gift of command, communication, competition? Can you believe competition is a talent? Uh, maximizer. My husband has that. That's <laughs> mine. Literally, that's one of, I think Actually, it was his top one. To be honest, probably the greatest, most driven leaders have that. Absolutely. And they may not be in competition with other people, but they end up being. Almost ex- with themselves or results. Yes. Um, yes. With, with the status quo. Um, significance and woo. That's an interesting one. It means winning others over. So those are under the influencing category. Relationship building. You've got adaptability, developer, connectedness, empathy, harmony, includer, individualization, positivity, and realtor. No, now, relator. Relator? Well, realtor are people that sell houses. <laughs> relator. <laughs> See, I, I accept that I am not... <laughs> 
I don't have a straight. All you realtors out there. Relator. Relator. That would be more logical in the relationship category. Uh, But realtors have to be relators. So I'm going to go with that. Realtor. Well, okay. Strategic thinking. Relator. Okay. So. And not revelator. Not revelator. Not John the revelator. So I don't know if you've ever considered that you being a includer, maybe you're at a a meeting or a party and you notice, or you're at church and you notice someone who is not being invited out, who's sitting alone, who's been missing for a few weeks. I have the gift of oblivion and that's not listed here. (laughs) I think that would be the weakness. That would be the weakness. weakness, Not the strength. I have learned to bring those includers and what I call noticers into my life and help me notice because it's not something I'm good at, but someone will say, Hey, have you thought about including, you know, him, her, whatever? And I'll be like, Oh, thank you for telling me that. And then I can become, you mean you didn't get offended. You didn't get mad that they pointed out a place that you see that the the immature version of me might would have been taken it as an attack. But now I see other people's strength where I'm weak as like a superpower. Yeah. And you're not trying to be somebody else. It's that piece of the puzzle that I'm missing and it gives them validation and purpose mm-hmm. to be able to fill in the blanks where I'm I'm missing it. Well, it's very self-absorbed to think that we have to be all things to all people or that we even can. Isn't it kind of idolatry? Do we even need God for everything? Do we need each other? Ouch. Do you feel convicted? Uh, no. I you know, don't. we're looking at each other. I hope this is picking up on the microphone, but let's lean in a little bit. So the last one is strategic thinking. And under that category is analytical, uh, context, futuristic, ideation, input, intel intellection. Yep. Now I feel like I need to check with you for everything. <laughs> Learner and strategic. And I just have to confess that out of these four categories, um, my top five strengths were in two of them. They were all in the influencing and one in relationship building. I had zip in executing and zip in strategic thinking and only one in relationship building. So I am very strong in this one area of influencing and a little bit in relationship building, but, and therefore that's what I should build on. You would think, Oh, I need to take classes on strategic thinking. Oh, I really need to study and read books on executing. No, that is the opposite of what we're saying. What we're saying is I need to build on what I'm already good at. So under influencing, I need to be getting into leadership, into mentoring, into coaching. And that's what I'm doing. And it's very rewarding to think, Hey, I'm already I know. doing those things. And I need to pull people into my life who are good at the things that I'm deficient in the executing, the strategic thinking and build a, a working relationship, admiration and respect for those people. So okay. So you. I love you. You're everything I wish I could be. <laughs> so my top five were harmony. Um, the first one was harmony. The second one was responsibility. The third one was input. The fourth was activator and the fifth was positivity. So we had some overlap. Um, My number one was positivity and your number five was positivity. Well, and also I'm more positive than you by four. (laughs) And I'm also probably competitive. (laughs) That's number six. Okay. We should also say that there aren't only five. I mean, we read these off. These are just the top five. Yes. There's 34. So the fact that that was five for me does not mean that I'm not positive. It actually means I'm extremely positive because there are 29 more, you know. And you're good at math. You just subtracted that from 34. I love math, but don't ask me where to put a comma. Oh, yeah. So harmony, responsibility, um, harmony is relationship building. Responsibility is executing. Yep. It's 
I'm an executioner. <laughs> um, input was strategic thinking. Activator was um, influencing, and positivity was relationship building. So I actually have something in all four categories. But the I'm just kidding. <laughs> It said you don't have to be a well-rounded person, but clearly, yeah. um, but you're I, not overly stacked in mm-hmm. any one category. And that's really awesome because that's really helps our relationship because in some areas you need me to pull you towards something mm-hmm. and I need you to pull me towards. And then we have the overlap that actually connects us. For so sure. it's not like we just have to work together. We actually enjoy because of the overlap. So And mine were positivity, woo, activator, communication, and maximizer. And then once you take the test, this will make more sense to you right now. It's just like blah, blah, blah. But we encourage you to to take it, to read the book, to share it with your team. And a lot of times these things go back to personality. And the benefits of understanding yourself is exponential so that you can find fulfillment and you can bring the Lord back. Um, like I said, a return on that investment in you and find your purpose, but also to find your family members, the people in your team and your church where you can, or your children, if you're a parent, exactly. And even your husband or your, uh, yeah, whip him into shape yeah. too. <laughs> but learn to recognize that's, you know what, honey, you are so skilled at taking out the trash. Oh yes. I just think that that is amazing. Um, also when you do this and please do this, it's not that expensive. Come back and report to us what your top five are. Absolutely. We would love to have your feedback. You can follow us on Facebook and interact with us. And you can also follow us on Instagram under the moral support podcast. You're going to get more interaction with us. If you want to dialogue on the Facebook page, but to get updates about episodes still, we'd love to hear your feedback on either platform. Um, but one last thing before we go to our lightning round, which I need to find my um, drum roll for that, but maybe we can find that in a minute. But I do want to say that we are emphasizing strengths, but it doesn't mean you can just ignore Mm-mm. what you're weak at. You can't just say, well, I'm not strong at laundry, so I'm not going to do that. I'm not strong at uh, organizations. So I'm not going to pay my bills. No, you need to. There's an app for that. Get a support system. Yes. There's planning calendars. Yes. There's reminders on your phone. There's editing apps. If you don't, you're not good at grammar. Stop. You can download Grammarly. It's your friend. <laughs> and um, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't so, know we had a live audience. Yes, we do. So <laughs> support systems to help you build up those weaknesses, but don't put all your effort into making your weaknesses into something, you know, mediocre just manage it or delegate it and then pour your invest your your um energy your money your time into what you're already have a proclivity to do Ooh, that was a nice word proclivity but you can't say relater wow (laughs) wow where is the boo button on this i don't know somebody take the controls away from her all right we need to go to our lightning round because Somebody's run is almost over and okay. they're going to need us to do the lightning I thought round. I used to have a lightning sound. You did. What is it? I don't know. Transition. Okay. Transition to listening. Woo! Lightning round. Here we go. Here okay. We go. Number one, what has been your favorite age so far? The ice age. <laughs> <laughs> Middle age. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a favorite age. Now I'm just happy to be alive. Actually, I don't know what age I was in 2013. 
I think maybe I was. That's not the age of the year. 40. I think it was 40. Whatever that year was, was fantastic. I don't, every, have, lots of happy memories. I okay. Have okay. But I also it. loved being 17. What was yours? You don't have one? You can't just not have one. I said right now, I'm just happy to be alive. I'm loving oh, life. Oh my word. A favorite age? That's your positivity strength coming through. Okay. Number two, what's your go-to lazy dinner? DoorDash. Yes, Take out. 100% DoorDash. What do you, what do no. you DoorDash though? No, my favorite is when Brian like goes and picks up food and I don't even have to like touch the phone or anything. He just goes, he'll go get Chinese food. He'll go pick up tacos. You know, it's my love language. Yes. I like Torchy's tacos, the fried avocado and the queso. What are we having for lunch today? I don't know, but we need to something. Okay. Number three, we have lunch to do. What is your favorite thing to do in the summertime? Stay cool. Yeah. You Me live in the air conditioner. I just want you to know I'm in Houston. I'm in Katy right now. And I left weather perfection in Chicago to come down here to God's country. Uh, debatable right now. True. It feels we more a, like a um, different country. Yeah. We're in, that a, we, we're in a heat wave. Okay. I do like to swim. You didn't even get my answer. I like to go in my You said in the stay summer. cool. I know it's not it was a sarcastic answer, but it's very true though. I love to swim. Okay. Go ahead. Do you? I do. I do too. I do. I love to swim. I love camps. That's a camps are awesome. I love camps. Yeah. I love camp season. How often do you floss? I don't. Number five. <laughs> What's one of your nicknames? Do I, you floss? How often do you floss? Why are you interviewing me? Because I, I didn't want to answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the, what, what's I floss question? when something's stuck in my teeth or when I feel like I want to. Yeah. Yeah. I hope my dentist doesn't listen to this. Um, They'll know anyway. <laughs> one of your nicknames. One of my nicknames is Pastress. This is something that the music team calls me. I'm not trying to be a prophetess, a pastor, or anything like that. It's just She's trying to be a realtor. It's a, it's a term of affection. <laughs> Pastress and then, they call me Sister um, G, so that's fair. Yeah, Pastor Sister G, uh, First Lady. They call me First Lady. I've been Share Bear. When I was a little kid, it was my aunt always called me Trita. I don't know. Trita, Trita, Rita. It's. I think we already covered this. We did. Episode. I feel that. Yeah, yeah, mine was Ging. They still. Brian still calls me Ging. Ging. Or what? Sherry. You and Shelly. Mm. Sister Mang. Oh, we're thirty minutes. Hurry, hurry. Okay, this is the last one. What was your major in college? My major. My first major. I actually have an associates in. Um, some, I don't know, in something. And then I have a bachelor's degree in uh, education, bachelor of science with math and reading. And then I have a master's in organizational leadership with coaching and mentoring. And I'm five classes away from finishing my master's in psychology. Why are we finishing on this one? Because this makes me feel what like was, all of mine are weaknesses. Major? No, <laughs> I did not finish school. I got married, but you I was high school. Oh, no, I finished high school, but I'm, we're talking about college. You I just didn't... made it sound like you dropped out of school. Like that's right. Um, I, I was majoring in, um, well, I was going to be a teacher and I was doing it with a, uh, with, in history. I wanted to be a history teacher, but now that's history. Yep. And I am actually a teacher, just not in a school. That's right. Okay. So we have the Lord. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. We want to encourage you to go find out your strengths and build on them and find somebody else that you can encourage to um, do the same. Bye guys. Tune in for episode. Hey, like us and share. That's right. Share. Uh, I know that was lame. Okay. Here's our um, closing music and it's coming now. And we hope you will tune in <laughs> to our next episode. <laughs> it's not playing, but that's okay. Do, do, da, 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 da. I thought your gift was harmonized. I started. I started. You can't just, just imagine the closing music. You can't playing. just make up things. How about this one? 